Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, glad you stopped by. Thanks a lot for taking the time. It is the Joe Pags Show. Big, big hour coming up. Part one of my interview with General Michael Flynn. General Flynn, of course, was the NSA director, the boss, the national security advisor for President Trump, uh, both in the transition team and then when they got into office and he left a short time later, I think historically the shortest serving NSA in our country's history is because the left went after him and his name was unmasked in a phone call to somebody in Russia. It was the Russia, actually the guy was in America, but the Russian ambassador um, and the left made it like it was something that it wasn't. And Flynn gets very real in this interview. In fact, I had to actually take out a couple of curse words. Um, he gets very direct. He gets very real. You're not going to want to miss a second of this. Well, part one at the bottom of the hour on your Thursday. Feeling all right? Uh-huh. Say what? Carrie, how you doing? You good? I'm okay. You excited for the interview? Paul will make it happen. Doesn't care who I'm interviewing. But that's not his role. You know what I'm saying? Sam making it happen. Extremely excited over the moon. Look at her. It could have That's what it is. Left here on my own. Thursday, almost Friday. The weekend's almost here. We're feeling all right is what we're doing. This is Huey Lewis with the Joe Cocker arrangement of Dave Mason's classic, Feeling All Right. Let's go. Goodbye. Feeling all right. Take it up. Harmony. Come on, Carrie. You're feeling all right. Uh-huh. I'm not feeling too good myself. You're right. I nailed it. How, all right. So, what? You, how'd you feel about that one? Uh, Very good. I hit the note. No, nope, I hit the note that time. First hour sucked. Did not hit the note. It was like, uh-huh. yeah. that one was really good. Well okay. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Absolutely. Hey, did you get that email that I sent you? <clears throat> no. I didn't, you didn't send me an email. I made that appointment. What appointment? <laughs> For my, For the audiologist? my ears checked. <laughs> ears checked. No. Come on. My ears are fine. Oh, They're come on. Fine. I'm not so sure. I'm not ask so sure. everybody else. Uh, okay, I'll ask everybody if your ears are okay. Hey, how are you doing? Carrie, no, your ears okay? How do I even do that? How you? how they thought you. Oh, no, I nailed that. No, yeah. listen. Yeah, the, tell, that, pitch though. is never going to be something you'll win. Pitch, I know. Um, I was definitely hit the note. You might not like pitch, how I did pitch, it. Pitch. You don't like my tone of voice, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I hit the note, I'm happy with it. <laughs> okay, whatever you By say. the way, you know, my little memories uh, commemoration, 100,000 people have been reached on that already. Wow. Hundreds of people. Lovely voice. You sound great. See, though, don't listen mm-hmm. to that lady. They're like, don't listen to the lady. <laughs> don't listen to her. Mm. No, mm, you're, you're, you're more than welcome to have your opinion, no matter how wrong it may be. <laughs> All right, so we've got a lot going on. Um, I've been trying to get uh, General Flynn on the show for a long time. Now, we, I tried to get him on, and we'll have him at the bottom of the hour. If he's just joining us now, make sure you don't touch that dial. General Michael Flynn gets real on the Joe Pag show in a little while. Yeah, people right now in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the chat room are going, you nailed it. I don't know what she's talking about. Seriously, people? Yes, Seriously. that's what they do. Seriously, come so, on. So uh, anyway, I met General Flynn. We'd already been trying to get him on. And I've had several different sources give me connections with him. And it just hasn't happened. 
And, uh, and I met him at Mar-a-Lago. We only spent a second because there was a line to meet General Flynn. But he's just a nice guy. He, he was perfectly fine, shook my hand. I don't think we took a picture, but, uh, you know, we hung out. We got to know each other a little bit. But um, I've been texting him and calling him and emailing and everything since. And, and he actually, he got back. He said, I've got 50 people in the queue. I'm like, damn. I mean, people, he's really in demand, you know? Mm-hmm, and, and I said, well, he, here's what my show is. Here's how many people we reach. Um, this person said, that person said, and, and somehow, uh, and Sam and Monica were working on this the whole time too. He said, all right, let's make it happen next week. And, and I think we actually were going to have him yesterday, but then something happened and we did end up getting him today. It's a big get because a lot of people, I don't mind him being, you know, a little bit skittish when it comes to do I go on with these people or are they going to try to, you know, you do what the media has been doing? Yeah. Right. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, think about it. The media, Carrie, as far as we know, and I talked to him about this, as far as we know, the media said that General Flynn was offering to stop the sanctions against Russia to Kislyak, mm-hmm. which they never talked about on the phone call ever. It wasn't about sanctions. It was about these uh, these Russian diplomats, where are they going to be sent back? Remember, Obama was going to kick them out of the country for allegedly, you know, meddling in the election, which right. they didn't do. So the media, uh, if I'm him, I don't know what I'm doing either. I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to talk to this to these people. Yeah, so I think I that he went through several channels once I texted him and and talked with him, and, and I think the people all said, yeah, the guy's going to be straight with you. He's not going to he's not looking to 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 make a career out of giving you some trick question. Right. But can you imagine living like this? This guy's been no. 40 years in the public eye doing the work of America. And I, suddenly, he doesn't know who to talk to. Yeah. That's scary, right? Very scary. I'm really looking forward to this interview. I think it's going to be really really good. It's going to be fun. Um and again, I had to unfortunately because we're on on the airwaves, I had to go back, and the FCC would not have been happy had I left him saying he, he he's very quick with the BS with just saying it. Oh, is he okay? I like him. And okay. at one point, at one point, he says, "Pardon my Irish." I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, right. whatever you think. And now that'll be in part two, by the way. Now he does do a BS in in this part as well. I didn't bleep it, but I did. I let him say bull, and then I take out the the second word. Oh, um, but but it's a, a, it. nothing else. Well, eh, nothing mm-hmm. else is edited though. And you're getting some really good information. I felt really good about it afterwards. He, he literally said this. He said, I talked about things I've never talked about publicly with you. So, well, great. That's Let's go. Pretty big. Yeah. Well, I may be arrested after this. I don't know. It could be classified. I have oh, no idea. Yeah, it could be, be a raid at, at, Mauro, at Mauro Pagsy. Mm. It could be. That's what we're calling Tomorrow our raid now. Tomorrow be the Mauro, Carrie Lockie show. Mauro, <laughs> listen, God bless you. You going to sing? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Nope. Listen, I'll take the day off if you want to do it for three hours tomorrow. Let me know. Um, no, I think we're good. I, it was just a joke. It was just a wow. joke. Wow. Look how quickly you backed off of that. a joke. Yeah. So the CDC and the FDA and the NIH have all, I believe, misled us for a very, very long time when it comes to COVID-19, the therapeutics available, hydroxychloroquine, um, ivermectin, when it comes to these shots that aren't really vaccines, when it comes to BioNTech, or is it Comirnaty, or is it uh, is it Spike Jab, or Spike um, Vax, or whatever the hell they're calling it, because you've got all EUA stuff out there, the mRNA shots have shown some adverse effects. Hydroxychloroquine certainly works, so does ivermectin, so do other things, and the CDC, I believe, has been wrong a lot. In fact, I can prove it just by them, you know, in fact, disproving what they said six months later. So you've got the NIH run by Fauci, who's been wrong a lot on masks, on shots, on, 
on on these other therapeutics. Walensky, who is the boss at the uh, at the CDC, she's been wrong a lot too. And recently, and you reported this, Kerry, recently the CDC changed their guidelines to basically say, um, no, if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, you should be treated the same. And wearing a mask isn't necessary after a certain amount of days that you've been positive. If you don't have any symptoms, you don't have to wear a mask. And now she's going a step further saying, yeah, let's just let's just fix everything. What do you have? From Bloomberg, the head of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced an overhaul of the agency meant to revamp everything from its operations to its culture, saying it had failed to meet expectations during the COVID-19 pandemic. Director Rochelle Walensky began telling CDC staff Wednesday the changes are aimed at replacing the agency's insular academic culture with one that's quicker to respond to emergencies. That will mean more rapidly turning research into health recommendations, working better with other parts of government, and improving how the CDC communicates with the public. Over 75 years, CDC and public health have been preparing for COVID-19. And in our big moment, our performance did not reliably meet expectations, Walensky said in a statement. I want us all to do better, and it starts with CDC leading the way. My goal is a new public health action-oriented culture at CDC that emphasizes accountability, collaboration, communication, and timeliness. Missteps by the agency and criticism from within and without began almost as soon as SARS-CoV-2 was first detected in the U.S. early in 2020. The agency has been faulted for inadequate testing and surveillance program for not collecting important data on how the virus was spreading and how vaccines were performing, for being too under the influence of the White House during the Trump administration, and for repeated challenges communicating to a politically divided and sometimes skeptical public. In a video message sent to CDC staff Wednesday morning, Walensky said the U.S. had significant work to do to improve the country's public health defenses. Prior to this pandemic, our infrastructure within the agency and around the country was too frail to tackle what we confronted with COVID-19, she said, according to a person who viewed the video and spoke on condition of anonymity. And to be frank, we are responsible for some pretty dramatic, pretty public mistakes from testing to data to communications. I mean, is it me or did she also include a, a jab at Trump? Yeah, I don't think she said that. I think it was actually this writer. Um, I mean, at one point, because they talk about. She specifically said, because they were under too much under the influence of the White House during the Trump administration. So that wasn't um, her saying that? No, this was, the, this was the writer. So the writer thought that he or she would add uh, an opinion on that? Yeah, yeah, because there's she wasn't saying it, it was as the writer. There's no quotes, uh, quotation marks, or anything around that. Wow, so, yeah. wow. Um, listen, Walensky, we don't believe you. When you came out and said you couldn't get it if you were vaccinated, you were wrong, and you should have known you were wrong. When Pfizer said you can't get it if you're vaccinated, they were wrong. But they're not a government agency. They are being subsidized by our taxpayer dollars to the tune of billions to get these stupid shots out there. And when Fauci said you can't get it and you'll be protected, when Biden said you can't get it, you'll be protected if you get the shot. They were all dead wrong. So I want to hear about how you're going to revamp the agency. I don't want to hear about how you're going to undo what you did. So let me ask those of you watching and listening. Do you think that Walensky and Fauci and and just down the line of these really bad actors, well, maybe not bad actors, these really wrong people, I mean, they are factually incorrect half the time. Do you think they should just be shown the door? Do we now rely on Walensky to revamp the CDC when she's the one that screwed it up? Do we rely on Fauci to now be right in his information as he thinks he's somehow launching the careers of a new generation of medical students? That's how conceited he is. Do you think he should even still have a job?
Shouldn't they be shown the door and let's put some people in there that actually know what the hell they're doing? Wouldn't that make more sense? 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Your thoughts when we come back. This is the Joe Pags Show. Glad to have you. So the agency screwed it up with COVID. They completely got it wrong a lot of times. And now they're going to fix how bad they were. I don't know how you do that. If somebody's really messing up at work, I don't think you promote them to manager or say, hey, the manager's really screwing up. Let's have the manager fix it. I I don't know how that works. It just seems to be another disconnect from regular society when it comes to to government. It really does. I mean, for me, uh, you get rid of them. If you can't get the job done right, uh, love you like a brother, but you got to go. And let's get somebody in here that can get it done right. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Ten minutes until my interview with General Michael Flynn. You do not want to miss this interview. I ask him what you want to ask him, trust me. And uh, it was a really good conversation. Meantime, i got to tell you about uh, Super Beats has a new product. It's called Tart Cherry Gummies. Okay, I wish I knew about these about a 1,000 workouts ago. I'm serious. Here's the deal. The tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super Beats, the heart chews that you, that you love already, it's an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and support your metabolic health. These gummies are made with a clinically studied tart cherry extract that is up to 40 times more concentrated than many other tart cherry extracts that you probably already looked into. Just two of these tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries, and they're vegan, non-GMO, have zero sugar, and are delicious. They're formulated by a a team of scientists led by a Nobel Prize winning doctor. Tart cherry has been clinically studied to support metabolic health. Okay, here's the thing. They taste great. All that stuff is wonderful, and I'm glad that that I'm able to tell you about it. But the fact is they taste great, and they're going to give you a better better feeling after the workout, going to help you repair and recover. You're going to like this. Right now, get up to 35% off. Tart Cherry Gummies, plus free shipping at MyTartCherry.com slash PAGS. It's their best offer available anywhere. That's MyTartCherry.com slash PAGS, up to 35% off these these great gummies. MyTartCherry.com slash PAGS. Make that happen right now. Let me go to the phone lines. Do you want the people that screwed everything up to fix it? Is that what we want to do, Ron? Talk to me. No, Joe. Hey, I love your show. Thank and, you. Uh, no, these, these people are unstable. I mean, with all the flip-flopping, you know, Masks don't aren't effective. Masks are effective. The back and forth, they're, they're just unstable, and they all need to go. I mean, they, they really do. And as far as being shown the door, I think they need to be shown the door of a jail cell. That's all I can say. Well, Ronald, I'm with, I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree. When you get it that wrong and you affect that many people that adversely, I'm not so sure that you just get to quit. I mean, Fauci's already said when, when Biden leaves office, he's going to retire. He's in his 80s. He's making $425,000 a year. He makes more money than the president of the United States makes. And when he leaves, he's going to get near that every year in a pension. Why are we rewarding a guy that got AIDS wrong? Why are we rewarding a guy that got, you know, the where this virus came from wrong? The wet market theory? Give me a break. Who said masks are silly. Then he said we all have to wear a mask. We know that that the, the particles of COVID-19 are much smaller than the 
the mesh and the makeup of any mask. And it gets through. It doesn't do anything other than have the government tell us that we control you. You've got to wear the mask. Why would we reward this guy who got it wrong about you being immune somehow from COVID-19 if you get the shot when you're not? And the loudest voices that have said the shot works have all gotten COVID-19. We're going to somehow reward him. And Walensky, I mean, at one point, I was like, okay, well, she's disagreeing with, with, with Fauci, which I thought was good. At one point, one of them said you couldn't carry it and you couldn't spread it um, if you were vaccinated. And then one of them, and I thought it was Walensky, said, well, actually, you can. So, I mean, I don't trust these people, and they're making money off of us. It doesn't make any sense. I'd I, I show them the door. Al, Minnesota, talk to me. Hi. Uh, hey, I, I agree totally with uh, the, the, all these guys in the NIH and the CDC. They screwed it up from day one. Uh, but the one thing that uh, I, I don't know where you would fi- uh, uh, find this uh, information. I got this from a doctor who said, uh, and this is something that everybody keeps saying, but they, they don't put a timeline on it. The, um, the original virus and the original shot, uh, you could, uh, you had an 85% less chance of catching it or spreading it. But that was only for the original virus. Yeah, that's untrue. I don't know who told you that. that. That is nothing that I've ever seen. 85% would stop you from getting it. No, that's not true. That's factually untrue. The shot never, okay. ever, ever, never stopped you from getting it. That's just not true. Okay. I, I don't know where you got your information. I got my information from a doctor who studied this. Okay. Well, I'm going to stop you. And here's why I want to stop you, because I love you like a brother, and I don't want to be mean to you, but let me make this as clear as I can. I don't care that you say you got it from a doctor, because that doesn't prove anything to me. I know you believe oh, the doctor. I know. I know that you believe the doctor's right, but I can't verify it. I have Dr. Jesse Lopez on my show constantly who gives us board-certified studies, who gives us actual studies that show no shot ever, ever, never prevented anybody from getting COVID. It might have made the symptoms less for some people. It was unnecessary for other people, and the adverse effects actually could outweigh the benefits. But, Al, it is factually incorrect to say anybody was protected from getting it up to 85% because of the shot. I don't know where this doctor got it, but if you want him or her to call me, I'll I'll, I'll listen to him, but it's just factually not true. Okay, uh, let me ask you, where did, where did you get the information that you said? Dr. You Jesse said Lopez. That you, that none of the Dr. Jesse Lopez. Dr. Jesse Lopez? Dr. Yes, okay, and I, I have him on my show out. all the I time. All you have to do yeah, I is... Appreciate okay, you got it. I'll, I, I'll name him, uh, and he'll back all this up. He sends me studies every day. Uh, go to Rumble, rumble.com, or download the Rumble app, because I'll stand by what I say. Go to the Rumble app, download it, or just go to rumble.com on the website and put in J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Once you get to my page, put in Lopez or Jesse, and you'll see, I think we had 20 interviews, and you can watch all of them. There is no study that ever said taking the shot will, will stop you from getting it. So I'm not sure why the doctor's saying that, because he or she is factually incorrect. Did it help some people with symptoms, the most at risk? Did it, was, it, was it helpful for them? Maybe. Some studies show maybe. But how about the, the, the myocarditis? You know, how about the pericarditis? How, how about the, the menstrual um, changes? How about the effect on, the, on women who are pregnant? I mean, there are studies coming out now that show very, very different results than what we saw initially. But I love you. You can't call me and say some doctor that you talk to that studied these things says this when I've got an actual guy that will stand behind it. Keep it here. General Michael Flynn coming up. Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's an absolute honor and a privilege to talk to this man. It's General Michael Flynn. General, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing good, Pags, and thank you very much for uh, for being persistent and getting me on your great show with your great audience. I I, uh, I know we have a lot to talk about today, so I just figured we'd get right to it. Yeah, and, and we will. Um, uh, thank you for taking a couple of minutes with me at Mar-a-Lago when we saw 2,000 Mules. And I want to get into Mar-a-Lago, that beautiful estate of President uh, Donald Trump in a moment, and your thoughts about what happened there. But I want to talk sure. about when I became aware of you. I know that you've got a long uh, storied history. Thank you for your service. I appreciate you, what you've done for the country. I saw you on the campaign trail with Donald Trump before he became president. And of course, you know, you were a great proponent, as was I. I've interviewed the guy a ton of times now. And I like him a lot, and he was a great president. But when he became the president, as part of the transition team, it was announced that you would be the NSA guy. And I thought that made perfect sense. I'm guessing you thought that made perfect sense. Then, uh, and again, this is just me as somebody who covers things, but I wasn't in, you know, with the campaign. Then we see that you had a conversation with Kislyak over in, in Russia. And suddenly, that was against every rule in the book. Although I saw it as you incoming. So Kislyak, Kislyak was the ambassador to the United States, Russian ambassador to the United States. He was actually in the United States. Right. I was on, I was on vacation with my wife before going into the White House. Right. Christmas, Christmas vacation, which I ended up cutting short because we had so much. I mean, we had so many countries that we were talking to, but that's. That's to be more specific. Yeah, yeah, but General, it's part of the job. I mean, if you didn't call Kislyak, if you don't have that phone call, I'm mad at you. I want you to call him. I want you to have that relationship. Yeah, Joe, so so people know. I mean, you know, as the, and actually, even before I was was designated as the National Security Advisor, you, as soon as Trump won that day that he won the the, the, election that night, he comes out and he does all that. The next day, the next day, in fact, it started, it started after midnight that night. I started getting calls because people around the world knew me from my previous jobs as a national security advisor or as the uh, assistant director of national intelligence and right. as the head of the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency. So world leaders knew me. And that included everybody from uh, President al-Sisi of Egypt to uh, people in the uh, in the Middle East, people out in Asia, the, the, uh, the you know, the, those that were in charge over in Japan. South Korea, Australia, you, you know, you name the country, as well as a whole bunch of ambassadors. So they started to contact me because they didn't know who else to contact because right. Trump based his his headquarters at that time up in uh, Trump Tower in uh, New York City, the very famous Trump Tower in New York yes. City. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, place. So anyway, so I started to feel those. And I think over time, you know, from the time that that he uh, that he won up until we started to really talk about. Now, now we're starting to talk about, uh, you know, issues that this administration, the Trump administration, was going to start to deal with. I was at that point in time designated as the national security advisor, you know, and which is a which is a very very serious position. And so we started to have these conversations, and and so all those calls that I began to field for uh, on behalf of President Trump, and I'm frankly on behalf of the American people. Yes. Uh, we you know we would set those up for for President Trump to because a lot of them wanted to just say. Hey, uh, we're 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 you know we're ready to work with you, Mr. President. We're ready to work with your administration. We have a relationship. In many cases, we we already have a relationship with General Flynn. 
from previous uh, from a previous life that I had. Yeah. So it was all good. It was all good. Well, well, and again, General, I want those watching and listening to understand that that literally is part of the job. The transition was to get a hold of all these leaders, uh, and, right. and 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 the idea that they were all being monitored by the current NSA that was still in there from Obama. You probably knew that going in, but that I, yeah, I would but guess, that, I would guess that didn't bother you. Communicate. Yeah. I mean. You know, yeah, all these communications are always monitored. Yes. Everything's always monitored, especially with foreign foreign leaders, especially with with uh, 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 nations who are not part of other special relationships like we might have. We might have a special relationship with other English speaking countries, right? Like, like uh, you know, Great Britain or Australia, for example. But a- anyway, yeah, if I wasn't doing all of the things that that have been you know very public now then I wouldn't be doing my job. And frankly, the National Security Advisor, just like that title says, you are the, the security advisor on all issues internationally, foreign, and domestic. Okay, like like illegal invasion, right? Yes. Or or drugs or education. Education is a national security issue. So the National Security Advisor is not just about foreign partners, it's also about um, everything that's that is related to the security of this country. So that said, that the the initial stage or the initial set of steps that you do take is you begin to work with some of these international partners around the world because everybody knows, especially with Donald Trump when he came into the White House, everybody knew what his his agenda was going to be, which yes. is his agenda in in general was going to be America first, and everybody wanted to understand. Uh, where where they were going to fit, and now, now I'm talking about other countries. Right. So the national security advisors, because you know we have one here in the United States of America. All countries have this uh, component. I mean, I had colleagues, and I I spoke to I spoke to uh, I'd say over a hundred of them. I mean, a hundred of my counterparts who were uh, the the national security advisors to China, to uh, Russia, to France, to Australia, to the Great Britain, et cetera, et cetera. I think over a hundred nations, and remember, there's only about 190 nations on the planet. Right. So, so you were busy. <laughs> that was that was before I went. In, that was before we the inauguration right. on the. Uh, I think it was the 20th or 20th. And, and you have to do that as part of the transition. That makes sense. Generalflynn.com, by the way, is his website. Generalflynn.com. It's General Michael Flynn. If you're just joining us, so you have the conversation with Kislyak, and allegedly he's trying to get the, the sanctions canceled or talk about the sanctions or something. And somebody in the Obama administration is monitoring this, and then they somehow unmask the American you. Uh, in the conversation yeah. because they want to somehow expose him. That was illegal. The person who did that should have gone straight to prison. Now, I don't understand exactly. how they were able to unmask your name and, and tell the entire world that you were somehow winking and nod working with Kislyak to get the, the sanctions removed. Uh, that, yeah, well, General, I've never, seen, I've yeah. never in my life had seen something that underhanded, and I lived through Nixon. So, I mean, what are we talking about here? So, Pags, number one, number one, that remains the greatest crime in the history of this country other than the, the theft of the 2020 election yeah. is the unmasking of the uh, you know the presidential appointment of the national security advisor to the United States of America that that crime of unmasking and then leaking it to the Washington Post okay so the uh, we we have learned through through really a hard legal battle that there was over 50 people that unmasked my name or requested the unmasking of my name. People that had no business unmasking that. Uh, Joe, I spent, I spent three and a, almost three and a half decades 
in intelligence. I led one of the largest intelligence agencies in the world. I was the most senior military intelligence officer for the Department of Defense in the for the United States of America. And in my career, I unmasked uh, I unmasked one time, one time. And that was while I was on the battlefield and we saw a hardcore terrorist who we were after talking to what appeared to be an American. And I requested that and I received it. And when I did, then we determined what, what to do about it. We turned that, you know, that person over to the legal authorities of our country and we went after the, the son of a gun terrorist. Yeah. So, but one time, we're talking, in my, in my case, over 50 people in our government did that. One of those people egregiously then committed the, really the crime, one of the, one of the largest crimes of our century by, by then leaking it to the Washington Post and then starting a, really, that was, you know, when we talk about the insurance policy, when Strzok and his lover Page, and his lover Page happened to be the, the lawyer, an FBI lawyer, by the way, to the, to the number two at the FBI at the time, Andy McCabe. So those two that were sleeping together, those two FBI officers that were sleeping together, they talked about an insurance policy. Well, guess who your, your audience is looking at that insurance policy. Wow. So, and then the other thing we talk about is sanctions. You mentioned the word sanctions. Yes. I, I, in the conversation that I had, and this is public now because of the evidence that we fought to, un, to expose, I never talked about sanctions. I talked about expulsions. Sanctions and expulsions are total are two different things. Yeah, but you know what the media they, did. I mean, General Funny, I just want oh, to interject this. I don't expect your audience, Joe. Joe, I don't expect right. your audience to understand the difference. Uh, and, but, and, and, I, and I want you to explain it if you don't mind. But those who aren't as up on it as you and me, let me just explain that, that we had sanctions on Russia at the time. The allegation was that Flynn via Trump or Trump via Flynn were, was winking and nodding at, at Russia, going, Hey, don't worry. You helped me win the election, which never happened, by the way. And now we're going to lift the sanctions, wink it or not. They alleged that you were giving him the high sign. Don't worry, we're coming in. We're going to take care of you. That simply wasn't true. This was about expelling Russian diplomats, right? Exactly. So my thing was, look, the Obama administration is going to, you know, expel Russian diplomats, right? And they're doing it on, and, and so here's the, here's the ugly, the, the dirty little secret. The Obama administration did, did a couple of things at the very, very end of their administration to hurt the incoming administration and meaning to hurt the American people yes. and to hurt this country. And they did it intentionally. They did it purposely. And it's and it and it still remains to this day as one of the more dangerous aspects when when we have the wrong type of people in government, na- namely the previous administration to uh, President Trump. Yes. So one of the things that they did was they expelled some Russians. So and, and uh, you know, people can go look at the uh, the exculpatory evidence that we fought for to get, which took us a long time. And one of the things that they're going to see is in there. I basically told the Russian ambassador, look, we don't want to go to war over this. We're getting ready to come into the office here in a couple of weeks. So let's not have a big tit for tat. Let us take I basically said, let us take a look at everything and, and we'll make a decision. No promises. And it was about the expulsion of these diplomats. It had nothing to do with sanctions which is what the media then carried and they carried that narrative and carried that narrative forward. And, uh, and so a lot of people in the country think, you know, I was, I was colluding with Russia to, uh, to withhold, you know, to hold up some sanctions. Bullshit. It, it ha- that's, and so people need to understand that it's, it's not nuanced. It's, it's vastly different when you're talking about throwing some people out of your country because of whatever activities that they were doing. 
versus sanctions, where you're going right. to sanction, you're going to sanction companies, you know, in a country, and then trade relationships. That's much, much broader. It's General Michael Flynn. Go to GeneralFlynn.com, GeneralFlynn.com. Uh, the, the man is is a, a true blue, through and through American who's been working for us and fighting for us for many, many years. And, and there was a witch hunt for you immediately because you dared campaign for Donald Trump, because you dared take that job. The unma- Do we know for a fact that it was Susan Rice that unmasked your name? Well, uh, we know for a fact the numbers of people, and we know for a fact who those people are. Okay. I mean, ambass- ambassadors to other countries. So, yeah, so we know that there are those people. Now, why? Are, those, well, and I asked that very, and I don't mean to keep interrupting, but there's so much going through my brain, and I want to use up the time as, yeah. as best we can. Yeah. Um, why didn't anybody face charges? That The law is clear. You may not ever expose an American unless you think that American is colluding with the person to cause terrorism or something like that. General yeah, Flynn, so nobody it, faces the music. Why? Well, and, and so, t- you know, tactically, what should have happened all those people that unmasked my name, which which are which is on the records for the you know it's, it's we know who they are. Yeah. Every single one of them should have been brought into the you know an attorney general or prosecutor or the Mueller investigation if it was a if it was wasn't just focused on Donald Trump, right? Yes. They should have been brought in and they should have been put under oath and they should have been asked, "Did you Susan Rice? Did you Samantha Powers? Did you Jim Clapper? Yeah, Did right. you John Brennan? Did you Joe Biden?" Yes. Right. I mean, Joe Biden's one of the, you know, the vice president of the United States, unmasked me. So, so, and you put under oath and ask him, did you leak this information to the Washington Post? You're under oath. There's, you know, Susan or Samantha or Jim or right. John, you're under oath and, and do it. That's what should have happened. That has never happened as far as I, as far as I can tell. Well, let me I ask, let me ask you this. You had Bill Barr. Why didn't he do it? Right. I mean, right. I, well, why didn't Sessions do it? I'm not sure I understand why these people were so afraid to go after the, the wrongdoers from the previous administration. You've got yeah, an administration I, now that's going after everybody who didn't do anything wrong that was connected to Trump. Why, why is right. it that our side won't play the same, hard, uh, the same hardball they play? It's, it's called guts. They have no guts. No guts. They don't want to risk their little fiefdoms in Washington, D.C., and that includes the guys that you mentioned. So... You know, they didn't invest. So, I, you know, part of I, I was crossfire razor in the crossfire hurricane right. umbrella. Right. So they had done an investigation of me and they closed it. They absolutely, we talked about this, the uh, phone call with Kislyak. They actually closed the investigation of me after that very famous phone call, closed it and said, hey, we can't even find a parking ticket that this guy hasn't paid or a speeding ticket. None. So I had, you know, I had a very, very, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a Boy Scout, but you know, I've led a, a decent, you know, I've, I've, I was in the military, right? I, 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 you know, I'm a disciplined guy. Yeah. I, I try to maintain my integrity. Not even a, not even a damn parking ticket could they find. That was that. So that was closed early January. Then there's the, the very famous meeting in the White House in the Oval Office. I think it was five January, and. Uh, and that's the Obama, Biden, Jim Comey, Sally Yates, Jim Clapper, and others where they said, nope, let's, th-, and Biden says, let's throw out this, let's try this Logan Act thing, right? Uh. And it was only, it was just to say, let's find some way to get after this guy. And, and for those, after- again, for those who are watching and listening, General, the Logan Act would, would uh, suggest that you're working for a foreign entity while you're, while right. you're working for the government here. Right, right. So, that, and again, I don't get into the legalities or the, or the yeah. history of that thing, but what they were looking for, because Mike Flynn, so I'll talk in the sort of, I guess, the second person or the third person for a sure. second. So, you, so you're talking about a guy with 
three and a half decades of military experience, rose to the level of general officer, which is a very, very, you don't get sprinkled fairy dust on you and then poof, you're a general. You, know, you work your <laughs> ass off for that right, job. Right. And I had, I had five years in combat. So I had a very, very experienced career. And it was in the intelligence community. I also rose to the level of the Defense Intelligence Agency director, one of the largest intel agencies in the world, senior military intelligence officer for the Department of Defense. I had worked at the assist. I was an assistant director of national intelligence. I had all kinds of of, uh, of positions, you know, key positions in the in the uh, Pentagon. I was a senior uh, military intelligence in the Pentagon at the time. I worked for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. I'd worked at all levels, really, particularly in the military, but right. in the in the intelligence community. So you're looking at a guy who was, frankly. When you look at all the other all the other NASA security advisors, even going back as far as Henry Kissinger, none of them had the the uh, the, the 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 sort of the and I'll speak for myself the pedigree that I had. And now I don't have a uh, a degree from Harvard, but that matters none nothing to me because it doesn't matter all to us the, either. All the liberals at Harvard or Yale, right? I don't have a law degree from Yale. I had a I had a degree from the School of Hard Knocks. You know, now I, you can look at my academic background. I have three master's degrees, so. You know, you're ta- you're you're talking about a guy who was very very well prepared to become the national security advisor, and the other thing was I had a very good relationship with Donald J. Trump, and that relationship developed from the moment we met, and it was a terrific relationship. Even the even the night that I left the White House, right. and you know, so people go, well, why did he get rid of you? Well, he got rid of me because there's another person that's more important, and I look at it, I look at it this way as well. And that's the vice president of the United States of America. If you don't mind, I just want to interject this because this is amazing information. Um, with all yeah. that pedigree that you just laid out, with all that experience that you just laid out, all of it verifiable, and I love what you've done for our country, and I thank you. Um, then how exactly is it that they got you? Do you yeah. Now that you look back, General, do you think to yourself, I was a little naive. I believe that they wouldn't do this to me. That's it for part one of my special interview with General Michael Flynn, part two tomorrow on the Joe Pag Show. Back after this. Joe Pags. That was part one with General Flynn. Part two will be tomorrow night, the same exact time. So whenever you heard it tonight, you'll hear it tomorrow night as well. You're going to want to hear the conclusion. It gets really good. Keep it here. Coming back. This is the Joe Pegg Show.